at times our perception of God can be distorted. Once there was a little girl named Susie in the third grade, and she was asked by her teacher to write a story about her family and present it to the, to the class. So she wrote a story about her family, and in it there was a little girl like herself that was poor. Her mother and her father were poor. Her brother was poor. And her family was poor. Their cook was poor. Their chauffeur was poor. The, the maid was poor. And the men who took care of their flower garden was poor. Clearly, her perception of money was distorted. We bring that same prescription, prescription of, uh, uh, to problem when we think of prayer. Notice in the first reading, um, it talks about prayer. But sometimes we might pray for a good friend or a close relative that to be cured of cancer. Or we might pray for a good friend or a close relative who is sterile to who be able to have children. Now, these two things are good things, and God wants us to have good things. But his perception is not our perception. If you noted in the first reading, it said, far above the heavens and high above the earth, so my ways are above your ways, and my thoughts are above your thoughts. Now, in the, um, in the gospel, in God's um, thinking, cancer, or God, in this case, for this person, can be good. And the sterility of that person we pray for, that could be good. It might lead them to generosity. Perhaps the sharpest warp in our perception of prayer is the assumption that our prayers will change or influence God. If that would be true, the world would be in jeopardy. The gospel tells us to ask for what we, what we think is good and, and what, that we might receive it. But God gives us what we need, not gives us what we need which is best for us. And this is his gift to us. The gospel also indicates that God has also de already determined what we're going to get, whether we pray for it ask for it or not. God is the source of all our bounty. In all God's ideas, it was all God's ideas in the first place. God does not take our advice or fulfill our requests. He leads us with his gifts, which is best for us. If you noticed in the spirituality of St. Paul, Paul grew in his understanding of God. 
and he matured spiritually when he realized his prayers, when he asked for good things and didn't get them, meant that God had given him what matters, whether he asked for it or not, and he saw God's gift as the best. Now sometimes our prayers can be frivolous. Praying for a very sunny vacation or straight A's at school. It can be frivolous also to pray only for ourselves and for selfish things. Another way our prayer can be out of place is to pray with impatience and arrogance because we always want to have things the way we want them. And when we pray in these ways, we are really making God sort of a sugar daddy that we want expect to give us what we want or see him as a servant. The worst perversion of prayer, however, is when we think God needs our direction to provide for us or our encouragement to be more generous to us. At times we get angry with God, don't we? Because he didn't, doesn't give us what we want. Our problem is we expect God to give us gifts in our hands. But he is really putting grace in our hearts. So we should pray not just for what we want. And of course that is a legitimate thing to do. But for the grace to see God's gifts and accept them as they are. Remember, in many, if not all matters, there is a real difference between perception and reality. <laughs>